0: Okay, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast, and RJ Bell's dream preview for Valero Texas Open Week down in San Antonio, Texas, as the guys move on to TPC San Antonio with just a week to go before the Masters. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, after we did not capitalize on the Taylor Moore momentum from Ballast Bar two weeks ago, uh, as far as the WGC Dell match play is concerned, Sam Burns uh, took down... Our outright winner in the semifinals last week, which was world number one, Scotty Scheffler. I had Scheffler and Jason Day last week, and unfortunately, those two had to meet in the quarterfinals there at Austin Country Club. So Day was eliminated, and then Scheffler would go on to lose uh, in the semis to 26-year-old and now five-time PGA Tour winner Sam Burns uh, after the former LSU standout beat Cam Young in the finals on Sunday afternoon last week marks the end to two things on the pga tour number one there's not any match play events on the 2024 pga tour schedule uh and number two that will be the last pga tour event that you watch at austin country club rory mcelroy said uh that they will work to get a match play event back on the schedule in 2025 as it's the the purest form of golf according to rory but ACC is out on it as as the members did not want to give up the golf course for you know three months a year anymore. Uh, you know when when I would say the average course on the PGA tour has to shut down from between you know three weeks to four weeks before the actual event. Uh, but since the Houston Open will move to sometime in the spring next year, I'm going to take a guess that it's going to take the place of the WGC in Austin on the schedule. Uh, But as far as match play is concerned, we'll be waiting at least a few more years uh, until we see match play back on the schedule. And listen, match play uh, has been great for the fan, especially when it has the potential to crescendo with players like Scotty Scheffler and and Rory and Sam Burns and Cam Young. But in its current format, the pool play, um, uh, the pool play the first two days makes it too long uh, of a week for the player And only having four players on the golf course makes it, on Sunday, makes it especially tough uh, for the broadcast. On the other hand, you know, it's an advertiser's dream with the amount of commercials when you only have two players on the course. And when match play does return, I would like to see 64 players in the field with a single elimination format so that you can do a, a traditional Thursday start. You can play the round of 64 on Thursday. You can play the round of 32 on Friday the sweet 16 and lead eight on Saturday and then end it with the final four and championship match on Sunday so that the fan, not only on the golf course, but watching on TV gets a little more action. Another option would be to take the Zurich classic two ball in late April and and convert that to a best of 64 single elimination format. The current Zurich two ball, number one, the course think it's TPC Louisiana or TPC, New Orleans, TPC, Louisiana not the most of exciting courses and then you get you know situations where Brooks Kepka is bringing his brother and Chase Kepka to to play at a PGA Tour event it's just not that exciting of a of a match now um as far as Austin credit to Sam Burns uh five wins at, at just 26 is simply amazing and what is even more impressive is uh Burns didn't win his first PGA Tour event um until you know, 75 starts in it's taken him just 46 starts to earn all five of his victories. And Burns you know, absolutely routed Cam Young six and five to become uh, the first player to win in his WGC match play debut since Jeff Ogilvy did it uh, back in 2006. And Burns uh, was one of those top 15 ranked players in the world who had a relatively slow start to 2023. Uh, particularly when he didn't finish better than 35th around the Florida swing. It was his iron plate that gave him trouble around the granny sunshine state. We got a little feel of Burns turning it um, around at the Valspar a couple weeks ago, a place where he's he's won twice in the last three years. We got a good feel of where uh, Burns was with his game heading into Austin with that backdoor top 10 uh, finish at Copperhead. And he rolled into Austin. He went 7-0-0. Burns beat... Adam had one in the round of 16. He barely beat masters winner, Adam Scott on Thursday. He took out, you know, two time PGA tour winner, Seamus power on Friday. And, and he kept the pedal down following pool play by beating world number four, Patrick can in the round of 16. And then Burns easily handled Sanderson farms, winner Mackenzie Hughes in the quarterfinals. And it took him 21 holes to beat his best friend in world number one, Scotty Scheffler in the semifinals before uh, he had to beat cam young. So, uh, we move along to previewing the Valero Texas Open, which is held at really one of the top ten toughest golf courses on tour in TPC San Antonio. Not that they have similar looks; they're 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 tough in their own unique ways. But TPC San Antonio is up there with PGA National and and Bay Hill and Copperhead and and Memorial Park as far as some of the toughest golf courses on the PGA Tour. It's a long course with fairways that are are not wide by any stretch of your imagination. You know, there's a ton of elevation change and if the central to West Texas wins pick up like they normally do around this time of the year in San Antonio, you can see some very high scores here. I remember back in 2015 when last week's champion, Sam Burns, was just getting his feet wet on the PGA Tour. He played this event as an amateur in 15 and shot an opening round 89 in blistering conditions. So you know, that's the kind of thing that can happen around here. You know, you, you have to pay attention to, to tee times and the weather and who's going to be in trouble as far as bad waves are concerned. Uh, I'll get you started today by going over the top five favorites on the odds boards. Then we'll move into the matchups and picks to place. We'll give you a winner and a dark horse, and we'll round it out with scoring prediction, lineup, first-round leader, and a best bet. So let's get it started with Terrell Haddon at 14-1 to 1 on Circa. Goes off at 109 on Thursday and 814 on, on Friday. And I'll really make this one simple. While I'm on board uh, with the idea that this course fits Tyrell Hatton to, to a T and, and the fact that he's played some very, very good golf over the last four weeks, fourth at the AP and second at the players, it, it's very tough for me to get on board uh, with Hatton being a 14 to 1 favorite. Like I said, playing very well and, and has four top 10 finishes worldwide since the start of this year. But you know, don't give me this fourteen to one nonsense when he's thirty-five to one to win the Masters next week. You know, his matchup odds are are also horrible. You're looking at at a Haden price between uh, minus one fifty and minus one sixty for matchups against Connor and, and Siwoo Kim and Ricky Fowler, uh, and and those prices are terrible to me. So, I'm out for for first-time uh, Valero competitor Tyrell Haddon. Uh, We move on to Ricky Fowler at 21 to one on Circa. He goes off afternoon, morning, as far as waves are concerned. And, you know, everyone's going to be pulling for, for world number 59, Ricky Fowler this week, because the only way we see him in the masters next week, outside of commercials is if he wins this week in San Antonio. He had a chance to do it last week. If he had advanced to the quarterfinals and he came up around short, you know, Fowler has had some, some good mojo coming off two top twenty finishes. At the players and and technically he finished seventeenth last week in Austin. Uh, you know, if not that, you know it's, it was only what sixty one players. So look into you know the seventeenth place finish. Had he finished you know seventeenth at uh, at the Century Tournament of Champions, it, it's okay. It's not a seventeenth place finish in a stroke play event, but you know for Ricky. This hasn't just come out of nowhere. He's been slowly trending this season, just like Jason Day. He's 25th on the FedEx Cup standings with three top 10s on this wraparound season. And, you know, keep in mind the FedEx Cup ranking is almost as important for Fowler as getting back in the top 50 in the world. Because if he can finish this season ranked well enough on the FedEx Cup standings, he'll have no issues uh, getting into the major championships next year as he is, you know, this year. So, uh, as far as pass play is concerned, he he did miss the cut at the Valero Texas Open last year. But in 2019 and 2021 periods of time when when Ricky was really struggling with his game, Ricky finished 17th in 2019 uh, and also 17th in 2021. So that's a big plus. We have some good pass play here. And it doesn't surprise me either because when, when the winds get up on this golf course, it, it really has a link style feel and Ricky has historically played well on those kinds of golf courses and he's played well across the pond on, on real links golf. Uh, so I'll have a play, um, on Fowler when we get to the matchups. And also, uh, you might see me take Ricky to win, uh, for the first time ever, at least since I've been on RJ's podcast. So, Uh, We move we'll get back to Ricky we move forward with Siwoo Kim at 22 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook and you know he Siwoo Kim he's a 2023 PGA Tour winner he won back at the Sony and the former players champ you know he's played very well at Valero over the years he's drawn an excellent side of the wave as he goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and then first thing in the morning on Friday so he'll be back in the hotel room before rain gets to San Antonio on Friday afternoon. I won't have Siwu winning this week, but I'll be playing Siwu in the matchups against the same player I have Ricky Fowler against. So we'll discuss that in just a few minutes. Uh, we have, what, two more favorites to discuss before we get to uh, Hideki. So we move to Corey Connors at 25 to 1 on circa, and world number 40 Connors returns to a, a very special place as this is pretty much where his full time PGA Tour career began. Uh, you know, before he won this in 2019, you know, he was on and off, you know, PGA sanctioned tours. He had qualified for a couple events before he won this in 19, but really had zero PGA tour status to his name. He wins this event, gets you know, full tour status, qualifies for the Masters the next week, and really hasn't looked back since. And as far as this week, I'm out on Corey Connors because we haven't been able to trust him on the greens all year. Uh he's had some, you know, he's had you know more than a few respectable finishes, five top twenty finishes since the start of the year. Uh, but you really can't take him this week based on how shaky he's been with the putter. So amount of Corey Connors at 25 to one. All right, let's move into Taylor Montgomery at 27 to 1 on FanDuel. And we haven't discussed him in, in quite a while because it's the guy who you know finished out last year's Corn Ferry tour season with four consecutive top tens. Uh, to secure his PGA tour card. And and he took that momentum and ran with it into the fall season where he nearly won in, in Napa and Palm Springs. He, you know, he only finished worse than 17th once in nine starts between October 22 and January 23. And it, it hasn't been near the same story in six events since uh, he did eliminate Jordan Spieth for match play last week, but I'll be passing on, on Montgomery due to some inconsistencies with the irons and the chippings um, and the chipping over the last couple of weeks. So uh, no Taylor Montgomery for me this week. We move to Hideki Matsuyama at 27 to one on Circa. Uh, and if you're wondering who the fate of the week will be, it is Hideki Matsuyama. So we begin matchups uh, only two matchups this week. This week, both are against Hideki. So number one, He's going to be Ricky Fowler over Hideki Matsuyama at minus 117 on pinnacle. Uh, Ricky goes off in the afternoon on Thursday and, and in the morning on Friday. I expect him to get off, get off to a to a great start and and uh, compete well into the weekend. And then number two will be Siwoo Kim uh, over Hideki Matsuyama at minus 126 on pinnacle. And here's the reasoning behind fading Hideki. Other than the backdoor fifth place finish of the players a few weeks ago, Uh, Hideki's performance has been hindered by a lingering neck injury, really for the better part of the year. Uh, He he withdrew in the middle of pool play last week, partly because he was going home no matter the outcome of the final pool match. Uh, But this has been a reoccurring issue with Hideki, even after resting it uh, over the offseason. And when you look back at a year ago, this is where, the neck neck issues really began for Hideki. He withdrew after the first round uh, just one week prior to defending his master's title. And he said that, you know, this is an injury that comes and goes, but in some colder, rainy conditions this week in San Antonio, I can't imagine that. You know, that's going to provide any relief for Hideki. So I'm going to have number one, Ricky Fowler over Hideki Matsuyama minus 117 on Pinnacle. And then number two will be Siwoo Kim over Hideki minus 126 on Pinnacle as well. My one pick to place for the week is going to be Ryan Fox top 20 plus 240 on FanDuel. And Ryan Fox has uh, played his way into a position on the PGA Tour where he is a top 20 away from securing special temporary status for the rest of the season. So, you know, the Kiwi plays full-time on the DP World Tour where he's been you know absolutely balling out, uh, as we discussed last week when I thought he was going to win his pool. Uh, he was on, you know, with all aspects of his game in Austin besides the putting, which, you know, is one of the few challenges presented around ACC. But, you know, Fox nearly won the race to Dubai last year, which is the DP World Tour's order of merit, uh, he had top finishes at, at, at unbelievable tournaments like the BMW International and the Irish Open. And then he had a, a marquee victory at the Alfred Dunhill Lake. So uh, with five top 20s in his last six starts, I'm going to have Ryan Fox at top 20 plus 240 on FanDuel for my only pick to place. All right, a break from the golf to give you a quick word from my friends over at pregame.com. Listen, there's a lot going on. Uh, Over the next week, the final four, the start of the MLB season. uh, Do me a favor go to pregame.com and buy picks from any of the um, elite sports bettors on pregame.com. Sleepy J, uh, AJ Hoffman, Greg Shaker, you know, all these guys on fire right now. Go buy their picks. Uh, and use my code TEXAS20 for 20% off listeners for this golf podcast only. Once again, that is TEXAS20. That's TEXAS20. Greg Shaker MLB Contest. Uh, the contestant who earns the most MLB units this season will win $500 cash. Uh, you know, you have to be Greg Shaker. He, he was plus 60 uh, units on MLB last year. Uh, But first place, $500 and a $500 bonus. If the winner earns more units than Greg Shaker did last year, then the contested winner gets an additional $500. That's $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com, click on contest, and find the Beat Greg Shaker MLB contest. Don't wait. The MLB action starts Thursday. Join today for your free chance to win $1,000 cash. All right, back to the golf. For my winner uh, this week, you know how you know who it is. It's going to be Ricky Fowler at twenty-one to one uh, on circa now. If if Ricky hadn't been playing well up to this point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him. You know, I'm I'm I would say I'm a, a middle of the road Ricky Fowler fan. You know, I I, I would say um, in, in my later years of high school, early college, you know, I was a huge. I'm still am huge Jordan Spieth fan. But, you know, Ricky has his cult, you know, the you know the, the uh, fans, the kids that you, you see that follow Ricky, you know, the, they wear the all orange or the all blue, uh, you know, kind of the outfits that Ricky wore when he first came on the scene in 2012. I wouldn't put myself in that category, but I, I, res- I certainly respect uh, that he's an unbelievable ambassador for the game and, and he certainly moves the needle when he's playing well. Uh, but this pick has really nothing to do with the fact that he gets into the Masters with the win. Once again, he has finished top 20 in five his last six starts with the exception of placing 31st at Bay Hill. He, he's on an unbelievable run compared to where his game was six months ago. I know Ricky ranks 27th in total driving, 10th on tour and approach, and he's nearly top 50 on tour and putting. I don't love the huge grip that's on his putter at the moment, but I will say it it is getting the job done. Uh, Ricky, you know, I've just, I've always loved Ricky's stroke with that classic Scotty that he was gaming for the first leg of his career. Um, That's the one he had in his hand when he won the players, but I digress. I see a Ricky Fowler right now uh, that is clicking on all facets of his game. So color me obsessed uh, with Ricky this week, go ahead and book a ticket to Augusta and book, Ricky Fowler at twenty one to one on Circa. We move into the dark horse for the week. It's going to be JJ Spawn, top ten at plus four hundred on Bet Online, and you know the defending champion of this event is is not getting nearly enough attention as he should this week. And when you look at the year Spawn has had since his made win on the PGA Tour a year ago it's been a it's been a story of a lot of ebbs and flows he's missed a ton of cuts after his win at t p c San antonio and he did not qualify for the tour championship. He comes back this season and puts together a stretch of four consecutive top twenties between Mayakoba and the sony and then from from Wiley to the players he only made one cut in five starts so you see that that Spawn goes through these highs and lows, really just like any any professional golfer. But last week in Austin, he started to heat up again. Uh, he finished ninth. He was the worst-ranked player in the field going into the event. And he comes out and beats Matthew Fitzpatrick and hit, the golem and pool play. Uh, goes on and finishes ninth at the WGC. So I see another great stretch of golf coming up for Spawn, my sleeper for the week. It's going to be JJ Spawn top ten at plus four hundred on bet online. My scoring prediction uh, for the week. Here is the thing: it's been raining all week in San Antonio, which is going to soften up the course uh, immensely. The wind and, and the layout of the course will, will, will still make it tough, uh, but I think Ricky wins this thing at seventeen under for four rounds. I think you know Friday rain and, and high winds may slow some scoring down, but other than that, uh, the the soft conditions is going to make it probably easier than 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 years past so uh scoring prediction is going to be 17 under this week we move into the lineup um here we go world number 36 ryan fox will be number one on the lineup uh we have him to top 20 this week number two is going to be thomas dietree who's coming off in eighth place finish at corrales and he also finished 24th three starts go at bay hill number three is going to be Bing griffin who's becoming slightly overpriced by the week but Keeps performing well and, and almost got through a pool play in Austin last week. So I'm going to keep riding with Ben Griffin. Number four, defending champion J.J. Spahn, who I have a lot of faith in this week as my uh, as my sleeper. And then Lucas Glover will be number five on that list. Glover hasn't finished worse than 17th in his last two starts in San Antonio. Uh, so he's back in my lineup for the first time in probably over a year. Uh, and then number five, uh, kind of a, a mega sleeper, it's going to be Michael Kim, and you know this is a guy who won, um, he won the John Deere a couple of years ago, and then you know missed somewhat twenty-one consecutive cuts on the PGA Tour. He's starting to show signs of life again after a fifth-place finish in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago. So a lot of good golf on the way for Michael Kim, former Cal Bear. So um, he'll be number five on, on on I'm sorry, number six on that lineup. So let's go over this again. Ryan Fox will be number one. Then it's Thomas Dietrich, Ben Griffin, JJ Spawn, Lucas Glover, and Michael Kim will round out the caboose on the lineup. Uh, we move into first round leader. Sibu Kim at 40 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook will be my first round leader. Um, I like this. Number one, he has a great record around TBC, TBC San Antonio. And number two, he's drawn a good wave. You know, he goes off. Later on Thursday and early on Friday, the weather Thursday afternoon is going to be great. And so is not that it matters for this pick, but so is the weather on Friday morning before the rain comes. So um, this is Siwoo, you know, 26th um, on first round scoring average on tour. Uh, I'm going to take him this week in San Antonio. It's going to be Siwoo Kim, 40 to 1, to lead the first round on DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's round it off with a best bet for this week. It's going to be Pearson Cootie. Over Akshay Bhatia at plus one seventeen on Bet Online, you, know, you might be able to get better odds on this if, if you know someone down in South America that takes some action for you on Bet Chris. Uh, they have it plus one twenty one, but I have it over um on Bull at plus one seventeen. Um, some of you are probably going, why are you fading Akshay when you took him to win last week? Uh, for the Corrales best bet, and the answer is because. Akshay up to this point has played well at very specific types of golf courses. You look at it, Bahamas, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican are all the places that he's done his damage over his professional career. You know, he's won and he's placed at these tropical spots that are wide open from from T to green and and, and fairly short in distance. You know, and on the other hand, he is is yet to make any noise around the tougher golf courses like Innisbrook, like PGA National, like Sea Island and, and like TPC San Antonio, where he, he missed the cut two years ago and his only start here. He, he has struggled on these tougher golf courses as opposed to you know, Pearson Cootie, who has seemingly elevated his game at some of these tougher setups. And you saw that when he finished 14th at Bay Hill. Uh, Arnie's place is without a doubt, one of the toughest courses on the PGA tour. I put it for sure in my top five and, and Cootie went there to Orlando and contended for the first three rounds. I think he was tied for ninth going into that final round. And, you know, some may pass on Cootie this week due to coming in here off, off two consecutive missed cuts, one at Valspar, one at the corn Ferry tour, um, at the club car championship last week. I watched his second round of Bar on Friday. You know, he bogeyed the easy ninth to miss the cut by one, uh, which was one over. And he just wasn't precise enough with the driver that week in Tampa. But nonetheless, two phenomenal talents in Akshay Bhatti and Pearson Cootie. But I have all the more faith in Cootie's game on a tougher golf course and in tougher conditions. So my best bet for the week is going to be Pearson Cootie. Uh, over Akshay Bhatia plus 117 on bet online that's going to do it for the Valero Texas Open dream preview any questions you can find me on twitter at drmedia59 and next week it's on to the masters looking forward to it talk then